Welcome to the Lakeside Church Message Podcast. It's October 4th. We recorded today in the auditorium because there was some unhealthy air quality outside for our normal outside gathering. Ryan's kicking off a new series today called An Open Letter, and we're so grateful to have you listening in. So I'm going to pass it over to Ryan. We're going to get a new three-week series kicked off today, uh, followed up with uh, some great worship music today, as always. So if you'd like to see the full gathering, you can do that by visiting Lakeside Church on YouTube, on our Facebook page, Lakeside at facebook.com slash mylakeside. And you can also find those archived gatherings on our website at lakesidechurch.com. At the bottom of the page, you will see a link to our media page. And you can find the full gatherings there if you want to listen to the music uh, and see anything outside of the full message. So Ryan's going to get us kicked off here. Make sure if you're on Facebook, you follow our page so you can see all the ways that we're activating hope. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and hit subscribe. Click the bell if you'd like to get notified notifications of when we go live during our gatherings and enjoy the message. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, you are so good and you are the king of our hearts as we follow after you and Lord, we represent you in all that we do and Lord, we just ask that you would guide us, that you would lead us, that you would teach us Lord, that you would prepare us for following after you. What a blessing it is to have you with us, and we thank you for that. And we pray these things in your holy name. Amen. Well, good morning. My name is Ryan. I'm one of the pastors here at Lakeside, and I am excited because we're launching into a new series today, and it's called An Open Letter. And I called it an open letter because I believe that there's been a lost art form in our world over the last two decades. And that lost art form is that of letter writing. That over the course of the digital revolution and as the internet has risen and taken place, we have lost a certain ability. The ability to write letters. And I believe we've lost this ability for many reasons. One, because we can text message, right? And so it is super fast, super convenient, super efficient. And so as we text message, we can just shoot off these communications to whoever we want, wherever in the world we want, and they will receive it instantly. We have email, which has the same effect. It's super fast, super efficient, and it's just sent anywhere in the world with an instant. But actual letter writing, actually sitting down with a piece of paper and writing a letter that has been largely lost generationally. Now, I remember when I was growing up, even before the internet, I didn't write letters. Now, my family, we lived in Oregon, and all of my extended family lived in Nebraska and Kansas, and my grandparents lived in Nebraska. And I always remember my mom would come to my brother and I, and she would say, you need to write a letter to your grandmother. And I would say, oh, sure, okay. And I would never write a letter to my grandmother. I didn't have anything I felt like needed to be said, and it just wasn't something that interested me. But it got to the point where my grandmother actually asked my mom if my brother and I were illiterate. 
because we never wrote her letters. All of our cousins in our family were probably the golden children, and they wrote letters to grandma, but my brother and I, we never wrote letters to my grandmother, and it was basically because we were lazy. We just didn't want to do it. And what I realize now is that if I would have taken the time to sit down and write a letter to my grandmother, what that would have meant to her. To have me actually pause and share my life, share my story with her so she could be aware and up to date. She was a follower of Jesus. She wanted to be praying for us so she could have all of that information. And it could have come in this letter because handwriting letters are intentional. They're personal. I feel far more love today when I get a card with a handwritten note or a letter in the mail than I do when I get an email because there's intentionality behind it. But there's this other type of letter that is often out there, and it's, it's somewhere between kind of the direct handwritten letter and an email. And this type of letter is called an open letter. And if, if you're not familiar with what an open letter is, an open letter kind of has a different purpose than, than a personal letter. An open letter is a letter that is written to an individual or a group, and it's meant to be read publicly so that everybody can see what is written. Now, an open letter takes some intentionality because it has a broad audience and whatever's being communicated, it wants to be sure to be in alignment with the purpose of the author. And so an open letter takes time, but an open letter communicates broadly. So like a, a handwritten letter to my grandmother, I would sit down and I could write to her and be very specific, and it was directed towards one individual. An open letter would be me sitting down and writing out a broad letter and sending it out for the whole world to read, hoping that they would gain some sort of insight, wisdom, or learn something from this letter. Now here's the interesting thing about open letters is we're talking about this series, an open letter, I want to just give you the thesis right up front to make it super easy. And the thesis is this. The thesis is that you are an open letter to the world. That your life is an open letter to the world. That you are communicating messages and ideas and behaviors to the world around you each and every day, whether actively or passively. The things that we do in our lives send communications to the world around us. That makes us an open letter. And it's kind of a scary thought when we think about being an open letter because it means we're being read by everybody. Now, there's something interesting about communications, and, and particularly how we communicate in our world today. You see, we all communicate things, and we all represent things. We all represent particular worldviews, particular faiths, particular belief systems. All of these things are wrapped up in who we are, and so our open letter communicates those things. We kind of have to ask the question, what, what kind of message are we sending to the world? What kind of message do we communicate around us as we live our lives? Is it a message of joy, a message of hope? Is it a message of frustration? Is it a message of anger? 
Is it a message of gossip or slander? What is the message that we are sending out to the world? Because the other side of this is that whatever we send out doesn't just reflect on us. It reflects on who we have an allegiance to. It reflects on the organizations or the people that we are affiliated with. You see, in large companies, they have communication guidelines and standards. And so if someone sends out a message from their personal account, they can still be held accountable to the standards of a particular organization because they are an extension of that company or that institution. We've seen this happen in our culture where people will tweet something on Twitter and then they face repercussions at work because it is not an accurate representation of the values or the mission of that organization. Well, here's the deal for all of us. If you are a Jesus follower, your organization metaphorically is Jesus. And so your open letter when you send out those messages of your life is a representation and a communication about who you are affiliated with. And that's Jesus. And so we have to ask, what kind of letter are we? You see, the Apostle Paul, he talks about us being a letter in the book of 2 Corinthians. And so if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, if you don't, you can go to Version, and you will find under the events section, Lakeside, and all of our sermon notes and scripture references are in there. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul writes this. He says, you yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. You are Christ's letter to the world. You're an open letter. That's, that's who you are. You are a representation of Jesus to the world. He has written on you his message. Think about that for a moment because as a follower of Jesus, you are Christ's open letter to the world, which means that God is using you. Now, that's a a beautiful and a terrifying thing. Maybe you agree with me. That's a beautiful and terrifying thing. It's beautiful because it means that God entrusts his message and the gospel and the communication of that to us. He entrusts that to us. He values us. He loves us. And so he gives that responsibility to us. But it's also terrifying because God trusts us. And maybe you're not like me, but when I think about God trusting me with things, it can be kind of overwhelming because that's a big responsibility. It's a big thing to carry the responsibility of God's message to the world. And that that can be something that carries a burden. And so maybe at times when we go out into the world, we try and avoid or skirt that responsibility and we, we create exceptions for when we are representatives of Christ and when we are sending our open letter and when we are not. I'm going to change mics here for a second. Excuse me. 
So when we go about sending out this message, that responsibility, that burden can weigh on us. So we find these exceptions. Maybe your exception is uh, when you are with a group of coworkers and you think, oh, this is, this is not the time that I am communicating this open letter about Jesus to the world. This is just me. Or maybe it's uh, when you're watching football. And you're yelling at the screen because the refs blew a call and you are definitely not representing Jesus in the way you are responding to the television. Or maybe it's around your family and the things that you say and what you communicate and you think, oh, that's an exception. This is my family. They know me and so I don't need to worry about my open letter. I know for me, at times, I have wished that I could just have these moments where I can take off my pastor hat and feel a relief from that pressure that I perceive at times. But you see, as a follower of Jesus, it is not a off-and-on thing. It is a constant. There's a quote. It's often attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. But really, the author's unknown, but the quote is beautiful, and it it communicates something that I think we all need to understand. It says this. It says, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. Preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. The lives that we live are an open letter to the world, and are we preaching the gospel with our lives? Does what we communicate to the world represent who we are aligned with in Jesus? Now, I get it that this may feel like too much. Maybe you're checking out Jesus for the first time, and so you've tuned in online, or maybe you're a Jesus follower kind of nominally. You haven't fully immersed yourself into the life of a Christ follower, and you're thinking, this is too much to bear. This is a huge responsibility. I don't think I can live up to that expectation because if I'm constantly expected to live in light of Jesus and the love that he has given me and the purpose that he has sent his church, on, I'm just going to fail. I can't carry that burden in my life. But the problem with that perspective is we're thinking about it all wrong. You see, an open letter to the world in your life from Christ is not about you getting it right all the time. It's not about your perfection. It's not about your achievements. That's a lie that we have bought into. Because we think that we have to get it right all the time. And so by getting it right all the time means we have to be right all the time. And to be right all the time means to win all the time. And to win all the time is to have power. And power is the ultimate demonstration of being right. Do you see how debilitating that is? All the pressure that we're piling on ourselves because of our misunderstanding of what it means to be an open letter from Jesus. But it doesn't have to be that way. Being an open letter from Jesus is not about operating under pressure. It is about communicating relief from pressure. That we lean into the freedom from pressure and weight that Jesus offers. And and to best understand that, we just need to look at God's direct open letter to the world, which is Scripture. That through people, he communicated his story of reconciling the world to himself. And now, think about it. Do any of the stories in Scripture really point to people who were right all the time? 
No. Does it point to people who were perfect? No. Does it point to people who won all the time? No. Does it point to people who had all the power as being the measure of what Jesus calls us to? No. In fact, it shows that God's letter tells us of failures, of weakness, of powerlessness. Because the letter's not about us, it's about Christ through us. So rather than it communicating us getting everything right to the world around us, it communicates that we don't get everything right, we are broken, and we are in need of a Savior who does get everything right. And that that Savior works through us in our brokenness. And so your open letter is not about you getting it right all the time, it is about communicating God's grace through your brokenness. His love for the world. The summary of Scripture is that God loves you, He wants to redeem you, and that He wins. And that's what your letter is to communicate hope, love, grace, redemption. That we give glory to God and we give Him gratitude and thanks for what He has done as us. Is our letter reflecting the gratitude for the grace that we've received? It's not about getting it right. It's about being thankful for what God has done through us. And that thankfulness doesn't just come from us privately thanking God. It also comes from the way that we live. You see, there's this misconception in the world today about Christians and about kind of what it means to be a Christian. We've turned it into a task list. You have to do A, B, C, and D in order to be approved by God and loved by God. And so you have to act right all the time in order to be redeemed. We've turned it into this achievement thing. And so when you obey all the rules, then everything's good. So it's all about rules and obeying them. But in reality, the life of the follower of Jesus is not about obeying rules. It's about responding in gratitude to grace. And by responding to gratitude and grace, we live differently. It's all a response. It is not about rule following. It is about living a life of gratitude in transformation to Jesus. And there's a passage that Paul wrote in Colossians 3.17 that helps us when we think about living this transformed life. He says this in Colossians 3.17, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It is done in the name of Jesus out of thanks. That's our open letter to the world, but it influences and impacts everything that we do. Every interaction, everything that we say, it should inform and influence, but we have to rest in grace knowing we won't get it right all the time. Last night, I was driving with my family, and we were uh, coming home from uh, Folsom Lake. And we had been out on the boat for a while, and we're coming home from Folsom Lake, and we get into a 55-mile-an-hour zone. And I've shared before that I'm the best driver um, around. And so within that, as we're in this 55-mile-an-hour zone, I'm in my truck, we're towing a boat, and we're going behind this car that is going 35 miles an hour. 35 miles an hour in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. They were sinning. And within that, I started to lose my cool, and I was 
pulling up kind of close to the car in front of me and I was getting frustrated and and my wife Lauren she looks at me and she's like can you back off a little bit what are you doing I'm like they're going 35 in a 55 mile an hour zone she's like yeah we don't have anywhere to be and I'm thinking but this is wrong and my reaction is to not be very Christ-like. And I looked at her and I was like, the things going on in my head right now don't represent Jesus very much. And she's like, you need to chill out. We're just going home. We're less than a mile from the house. Why does this matter? And then last night I'm going over my message for today and I realize, oh man, what was my letter communicating to that driver? Now, did that driver know that I was a follower of Jesus? Probably not, unless it's one of you online. And if so, please accept my humble apologies for the way I behaved. But they don't know really who I am, but I was communicating something. I was communicating impatience. I was communicating a desire for power and a demonstration of that by pulling up close to them in their car and I'm in my truck behind them. I was communicating that I was right and they were wrong and they were receiving all of these messages and none of the messages that I was sending out through my open letter was a message of Jesus. I was more concerned about the cars behind me that were getting frustrated in the way I was being perceived than I was about loving the person in front of me as they're driving cautiously down the road. Everything we do is a representation of our open letter to Christ. And everything we do should communicate thanks to God. I mean, if I really break it down, driving home from Folsom Lake to my house and I'm thinking about how quickly I need to be going down the road rather than thinking I'm sitting in this mechanical object that allows me to move from point A to point B faster than I could ever walk even if I'm only going 35 miles an hour. And what a blessing that is. How awesome is that invention? You know, it's the same thing when we fly and our flights are delayed by 30 minutes or an hour and we're flying from Sacramento to New York City, but the flight really only takes six hours. And we neglect to think, oh my gosh, I am flying through the air at 800 miles an hour at 30,000 feet and I'm making it across the country in six hours. That was never before accessible before the airplane. Instead, I'm rude to the flight attendants. I'm rude to the people at the gate. I'm frustrated and tense. I'm not living a life that is communicating freedom. I'm living a life that is communicating pressure. Our open letter needs to communicate who Jesus is. And so the ultimate question that we need to ask in this beautiful and terrifying responsibility is this. What is the content of our letter? What is the content of our letter that we are sending out to the world around us? Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, 
We are your representatives. We are your people. We communicate your message. And Lord, you have used us as an open letter to the world to show the power of your grace and the way in which you will transform our brokenness. Lord, Help us to see that our lives are representations of you and the work that you've done. And Lord, let us evaluate the content of our letters that we are sending out into the world. From our actions to our words to the things that we write. Lord, may all of those things be a representation of your grace and mercy. And may we see this is not a pressure to bear, but a freedom to embrace. Lord, because of the work of people who have been your letters, we are transformed. Because they have shown us your grace. And so, Lord, let us do the same thing with our lives. Let us participate in the mission that you have called us to through being your letters. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. Grateful for you to be online, joining us in any capacity you can. I hope you enjoyed the message and make sure to go ahead and hit subscribe so that you get all of our future messages here on the Lakeside Message Podcast. We also have some more content that's going to be coming out midweek on this same podcast channel. So be on the lookout for that. You're going to want to get notifications. We're going to have some good interviews, some behind the scenes kinds of stuff, some midweek fuel for you while you're uh, either on a run or commuting to work or working out anywhere you listen to your podcast. So go ahead and hit subscribe and we'll see you next week.